Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Chivas del Norte podcast. On the call, as usual, I got Rigo and Flo with me. What's going on, guys? What yep. up? What's good, bro? What's up? Um, and today, we also have two special guests from uh, the New York offices, the Copa 90 office. We got Aaron and Frank. What's going on, guys? What's going on, fellas? Thanks for having us. Hello, thank you. Introduce them properly. They're internationally known. Because <laughs> down. Nah, they're, they're the hosts of the FIFA Showdown on, on the Copa 90 YouTube channel. We were on their show um, earlier in the in the year, I guess. But um, yeah, let's not, let's not it, talk about it. It uh, did very well organically, <laughs> just so you guys know. So I don't know if you guys <laughs> triggered the algorithm or if it was the topic, but I'm I'm gonna say it was you. It was us. It was definitely us. We we pull ratings, man. <laughs> Something made YouTube want to feed it over and over again. So, well done. So um, we still get over that loss. Oh yeah, that's a bad loss. Listen, man. When you go up against Huddersfield, the team that we Maybe love we and support, that's what happens. <laughs> and then and then I had Rigo talking shit. Cause I missed that. You that guys, one shot. Uh, you guys clearly I, just uh, making what's up? a terrible team. You were just talking, <laughs> talking wild shit to each other, and, and you weren't supporting oh, each other as a team. You were just tearing each other right. down. No, we weren't. Yeah, that sounds like Rigo. All Aaron and I do is support each other, as you can tell <laughs> from the show. We gotta build bridges, not walls. That's true. Rigo, Rigo is like you know, <laughs> likes to step on other people a lot. <laughs> <laughs> When things, when things are good, he, he's all right. When things start going south, you know, he's just every man for himself. It's that lack of melanin. It just fucking... It doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and thanks, you guys. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Our pleasure. All right, guys. So today we're going to talk about the... Well, first of all, let's... Get to know you guys a little. Like, um, you guys want to tell us what what teams you guys root for, what soccer teams? Yeah, Aaron, go ahead. Sure. Yeah, I'm a I'm a diehard Juve fan. Uh, I have been since I was like since like '98, uh, and I like I like Arsenal in England. I, I wouldn't say I'm diehard, but I'm definitely a, a big Arsenal fan. Um, yeah. That's that's those are my teams. Those are the ones that just make me miserable all the time. Have you have you gotten over uh, that Champions League uh, elimination? Or I don't want to talk about do it. Do we not talk? All right. <laughs> we weren't we weren't supposed to, we, we, we weren't supposed to bring that up yet. We weren't supposed to bring that up yet. Oh uh, my bad. It was in their contract. That's why they agreed to be here. We weren't going to talk about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, we weren't talking about certain. Aaron is verified. He has questions we cannot ask. Yeah, uh, that's true. Frank, I gave you guys. Uh, I gave you guys a list, man. There was one thing on the list. <laughs> Five minutes in, we screwed up. <laughs> it's a very low budget podcast. Frank, who do you, Frank? Who do you have? For me, for my sins, um, I've always been a Milan supporter, AC Milan. Um, ever since a young age, definitely idolized guys like Maldini. Kakao was like the one. I'd always be super excited to go home and, and use Kaká and FIFA. Like, it's just – and then growing up in an Italian household, it was always kind of – I mean, I'm sure you guys know being of, of Mexican descent is 
the national teams always first. So the the team I those are the two teams I kind of suffer with are are Italy and Milan. Always has been, always will be, and will continue to suffer for for the foreseeable future. <laughs> so being that you know this is a Concacaf driven podcast, this episode. Do you guys have any MLS teams that you guys root for? Uh, myself, it's um, I think like everyone, we're kind of we kind of know it's a growing growing league. We're not sort of used to having players in their prime just yet appear, but now we're we're, we're starting we're starting to see that. Um, no one in particular that I really really root for. Um, you know, the Red Bulls are kind of our local team around here. But um, for me, it's going to be any team that gets Mario Balotelli. If that does happen, that will be my team. So I'm, I'm reserving that spot for now. Yeah, I, uh, I grew up in North Carolina, so we didn't have an MLS team. So the closest team was D.C. United. So I grew up, like, watching D.C. United and kind of having, like, a, an affinity for them. Um, and as I grew older, like, a lot of the guys that I played with in club and college and a little bit after that, uh, played in the league. So I would watch the teams they played, like Seattle Sounders, DC, uh, Revolution, teams like that. But I don't, I don't have a, a team per se in MLS. But I, I do have a strong affinity for Atlanta, just because, again, it's the closest team to North Carolina. I love the South. I love Atlanta, and they treated me like family when I was there uh, shooting. So I have a big old South spot for Atlanta. How'd you get into soccer? Hey Rigo, you're uh, you're chopping up. Carolina, right? No, no, Rigo, you're chopping up. No, I was saying, what I was saying was, okay, I'll shut up. No, no, you guys, now you're better. <laughs> you're no, a little okay. better now. No, what I was saying, I was, I was, I was asking Aaron, you know, how'd you get into soccer growing up, like in um, South Carolina? Then? Yeah, North Carolina. Carolina, North Carolina, yeah, yeah. Uh, so my, uh, my, I'm from Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and both my parents uh, went to the University of North Carolina. My dad was the, a track coach there, and he was actually the first black head coach in the ACC at North Carolina. Uh, but growing up in North Carolina, like a lot of people play soccer, and my mom's best friend introduced us to the sport when I was three, and I just fell in love. Like I didn't want to do anything else but play soccer. I played basketball when I was like 10 or 11, but like just on the side, like, was what I just, as soon as I, I saw, like, That's cool, man. I mean, you, like, I, I, I lived, in, I lived in, in Orlando for four years, and you see people play up until, like, they're in high school, and then it just kind of, like, dies. Yeah, no, nah, that, that wasn't me, man. I, like, I, I started playing at three, and then just, Never let go of the ball. <laughs> That's dope. And Frank, how how do you not how do you not have an affinity for Javinka? I do, man. Um, as even it's crazy. Like uh, I, I mean, I like watching Serie A, and I was always Javinka's biggest supporter when he was playing on Juve, and and back during that time when he was sort of up and coming. Um, Italian young players don't really get a chance to play. It, it's just not really a common thing that youngsters really get a chance. So, Juve's time, um, his time with Juve really, really never happened. So I was, even though I didn't like Juve at all, I was an advocate for that guy. And um, 
I don't know. It's just that I still know that like the soccer I love is in Europe, and even though they're trying to make something here, it's still like I can't really get myself to be attached to it in that sort of way. Um, my upbringing has always been I like soccer because I'm Italian, and that's just how we do things. So that's just always kind of how it's been. I wasn't really like Aaron, where like I, I played when I was young, but we had so much baseball in my area. We I, we all just played baseball. And, I regret it. I regret it so much not actually taking soccer seriously as far as playing it. But um, yeah, Jovinko is absolutely amazing, and it's for me, it's not shocking to see how good he actually is. It's just that it's all about kind of timing, and he was kind of like a Trekarista kind of second striker, and Del Piero was there at the time, so Jovinko wasn't really getting a run out that he actually deserved for Juve or the national team. What do you think about him not getting called up right now? Like, especially now that you guys missed the the World Cup, like he could have helped you guys out. I mean, there are so many decisions beyond that that oh, <laughs> that were really? so so wrong. Like, I mean, obviously, like we had even when we played friend, we had we played these last two friendlies. Um, you know, one against Argentina, and like we 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 bring out guys like Marco Parolo, who's like a 29 year old midfielder for Lazio. Like, what the hell? What is the freaking point of having him play if we are in a rebuilding? He tried mode? to bring on De Rossi, and De Rossi was like, uh, "No, I've bro. never <laughs> put on his I've never <laughs> seen a situation on? in my life where a, a proud player like De Rossi says, "What the hell are you doing? Put this guy on and pointing to Lorenzo Insigne." So. Uh, the Giovinco decision, I mean, the hindsight, of course, we needed players with, with flair and who are actually just good. And um, there's a lot more going on, but that was just part of it as far as, like, mismanagement. And, I mean, you, I, guys like Antonio Conte can make guys like Emmanuel Giaccarini and Graziano Pele do very well. Um, there's just something else going on behind the doors that uh, – that just didn't really add up and kind of made no sense to anybody, but it happened. It added up to Ventura being a city manager. <laughs> yeah, man. He's good in Serie A, and he deserves to stay in Serie A, and that's it. <laughs> He's bad, and he should feel bad. Yeah. So, yeah. But I you kind of noticed that, too. When I was watching him, I mean, I don't follow Italy really closely, but when I did watch him, I noticed, like, people like Insigne were on the bench. And I'm like, Insigne is like a monster. Like, what, what, what is, what is he doing on the bench? You know. So I, it just it seemed like they're playing the wrong players. Yeah, I know it, it definitely did. I mean, they're, they're like I said with the Conte thing. The there very much can be a, a guy who has a system and make things work. But Ventura had neither of that. Neither had a system and just had poor selection. And of course, it's easier to say in hindsight, but. Um, it, I don't know, guys that are just too proud in their ways, you need to kind of put aside your past and be able to accept and adapt to, like, new styles of play. Even though Lorenzo Insigne um, is not your typical, maybe Italian-style kind of player, he uh, he's very much an important guy, at least right now. And, yeah, it was very much overlooked that guys like him, guys like Giovinco are very much needed, especially, like, if it's down to a – down to two legs to get into the freaking World Cup, and <laughs> you want to sub on De Rossi when you're down one nothing. Uh, it's frustration, a lot of frustration. I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it sounds like we both are. Uh, we both have like national team uh, frustrations. 
even though we're gonna Mexico's playing in the World Cup, we still not. I don't think anybody's actually happy about it. I mean, to have Germany that very first game, uh, like, that sucks. <laughs> at least you're there, though. But at the same time, yeah, I have that whole like, you know what? Maybe it's nice to not have a vested interest. It's kind of nice to watch and not be stressed the entire time. It's a little, be a little it's bit not, different. It's, it's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like listen. Once Mexico's eliminated after the round of sixteen, every other World Cup, I'm just like, okay, like this is cool, but mm-hmm. it's not the same. It's not the same. Oh, of course. It's not. It's not. When it means something, it it, yeah. it changes everything. You do feel, like, less stress when you're watching the games. But kind of like, like it, does, it just doesn't feel the same. Yeah, that's why I feel bad. I mean, like, not feel bad, but I always wonder, like, what it's like if you're actually not a fan of a team that has a chance to win it. And, like, you don't really have that feeling of, like, of... I don't know. There's three people on this call. So, us. Yeah. I was, I was going to no, say. No, so. but, like, but imagine being, like a, being a huge soccer fan, like, from Jamaica or somewhere. And, like, I mean, no offense to Jamaica, but they're never going to win the World Cup, I don't think. But, like, imagine being a huge soccer fan and never having that we, we have a, to have that feeling. We have a very large Jamaican. Uh, no, I, 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 have who are, I have a ton of friends who are, like, Central American, and they, like, the teams never make the World Cup. Or... You know, certain countries in South America that almost never make it. Yeah, I mean, and it's like I don't, I don't mean to brag, but in 06, I had that feel. I, I got to experience that. I got to see my, the, you know, my team win the World Cup, and there's, it's just something I can't ever describe. And I, I wonder that, you know, it's like, yeah, teams like Peru and Iceland, it's, uh, there's a chance, but I, I, I wonder what it's like to be on the other end and like never maybe never get to experience that that feeling ever that euphoria of actually winning it all it's i blacked out i passed out from yelling i was what 16 years old <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i have a i have a friend that's from um honduras and he was kind of mad that they qualified over the u.s because he said honduras has he said he said himself like honduras has no shot at even like scoring a goal in the world cup he's yeah. like i'd rather the usa play Australia and then go to the World Cup <laughs> and even you know they lost to Australia now they're not even going to the World Cup yep. so I mean yeah I guess some fans are uh, they're like real they can uh, admit when their country has no shot like Mexico <laughs> but there is a shot at least I mean I don't know there, there is uh, some promise I don't know I think we can make it out of the group oh yeah I don't, I'm not saying we're gonna make a run though because then we probably play like Brazil and stuff so I don't know it's hard I got the Neymar stopper <laughs> but uh let's, let's let's move on to why we're actually here yes the CONCACAF champ- the, the the important Champions League <laughs> the CONCACAF Champions League Ooh. the real Champions so have you guys, League have you, the real Champions League exactly have you guys watched any of any of Champions League thus far? I watched Chivas. I watched Chivas Red Bulls, and that's really just about it. And that's, that's a terrible game. Those, those were terrible games. Those were terrible games to watch. <laughs> they were, they yeah. were not. They were not great games. <laughs> Especially that second one. That one oh. was. There was like no. Um, how do I explain it? There's like no meaning behind their game. Like nobody had a game plan. It's just like watching little league kids run around and kick the ball. 
Bad. No, it was like watching big angry kids run around and kick the <laughs> shit out of each other. Because that's all they did is kick the shit out of each other. Hey. Frank, did you did you watch any of the Champions League? It was honestly it was that same game, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a terrible game for you guys to watch. <laughs> as as a Chivas fan, I apologize that you guys watched that. Because that is not a representation of how the team actually plays. Yeah, I think yeah. I think you should apologize to us for that. <laughs> yeah, I skipped, no, after... I skipped out on going to that game, and I, I was pretty, I was I was really happy when when that game ended. I was like, all right, cool, I get to go to sleep now. <laughs> <laughs> after watching that game, I was upset. No, it, I didn't it was play bad. Fortnite. Oh yeah, it was, ter- it was a terrible game. Yeah, and that's why Red Bull fans were so salty that we won, that we advanced. I think that's what made it worse for them. I think, I think, like, people are not giving Red Bulls enough credit for what they did in that game, which was, they really just neutralized anything Chivas could do. Like, like, their pressure in that game was, like, superb. They, They just couldn't take advantage of their opportunities, but they went out and executed their game plan almost to a T, except for the fact that they couldn't score. That leads us into the game against Toronto, and Toronto comes out, and they don't pressure Chivas at all. And they pretty much allow Chivas to play their game. And Chivas goes out and and pretty much shocks everybody because, except us on the podcast, but (laughs) (laughs) they shocked everybody because Toronto was the favorite. They beat beat two of the better teams in, in League MX. And here Chivas comes in. I felt like Toronto was a little bit overconfident. But here Chivas comes in and beats them at home. And, I mean, I don't know if you guys, like, you guys, you guys didn't catch any of that game. But it was a, it was a, there was a lot of back and forth. And it felt like Chivas were the better side for, I'd say, about 60% of, of the match. I mean, and that and that leaves that leaves Chivas. I mean, sitting pretty, right? If 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 they lose, obviously they only need a draw, correct? And then even like losing losing one nothing would still be enough. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 to go away from home and and to do that. And I mean, we talked about a four on FIFA showdown, but I think it's very very fascinating that it's and it's so cool and it means so much more that you're doing this all with with Mexican players, it's you're, you're kind of vindicating your process right now that like this, this sort of way, this approach is, is attainable. And, and, and look where you guys are right now. You are sitting very, very pretty against this. Sh- I mean, right now Toronto aren't doing so well, but it's only been a few games. Um, but against the team that is represents MLS right now, I think bragging rights have to go towards the league. MX side. I'm uh I'm personally really interested in the second leg just because on the weight of everything that soccer wise like everything stands in Chivas' favor. They've got two away goals. They're at home, uh, <clears throat> but like the players are protesting over treatment oh, at yeah, the hands yeah. of the director. So like that kind of stuff. Like they're actual human beings, and like when players have that kind of stuff to deal with outside of on the pitch and then you have to go and represent that club that they're having issues with on the pitch. It's really interesting. So I, I think the second leg will be really, I think they'll hold on, but I think it's going to be, I think we might, we might see a surprise. 
I mean, as a like I Whoa. I'm a I'm an NYCFC fan like for MLS, and I've watched Toronto play play them a, a lot of times, and they could definitely dump like four or six goals on an opponent any given moment. But I don't know. I think Chivas has the home advantage. There um there is like a problem within the club right now with management. But over the weekend, all the players tweeted out the same thing. And basically it was, um, we're playing for us and we're playing for the fan base. And we're not going to let this problem that we're having with team management right now get in the way of this championship. And I think um, I think that's an important thing to put out, especially for fans that want to go to the game, might have second doubts. Like, hey, this team, you know, is having locker room issues. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't go because they're not going to win. Or they're not going to play. And give it a hundred percent, you know. How do you guys see like the both teams standing so far in their in their domestic leagues affecting this this tie? Like, I mean, aren't 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 Chivas like next to last? Well, and then like we, I know Toronto have like lost four games already, and like are getting a bunch of goals scored on them, so they're both not doing well. Yeah, Chivas but essentially. Do you think? Uh, Rigo, or you want me to go? Do <laughs> you think that Toronto's not doing well because they really want to get Yeah, Rigo, you you're like chopping up. But um, I think I know. I think I know what you're asking, and it's what I was gonna talk about too. I think Toronto like took off the first couple of weeks in there in the MLS. Because they wanted to focus on Conquer Champions. Like, they haven't really put out um, a starting 11 that is their starting 11 in any game. Like, over the weekend, they put on a bunch of, like, bench players and they lost to Houston. I think they lost 3 1 or 4 1. Was it 4 1, 5 1? Something like that. Something like that, yeah. And I think Chivas essentially did the same thing. Um, A couple weeks ago, we, we had a chance to get into a playoff spot. But Almeida decided to put out a bunch of young players. They didn't get the result, and essentially we were um, we just gave up on the on the league. Like after that, he just put out young players and bench players. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just both teams focusing on the Conca Champions uh, final as opposed to what's going on in the league right now. And MLS is like just started, so Toronto then- can catch ground. I mean, in the winner of this, 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 this then means what qualification for the Club World Cup? Yeah, yes. Whoever, right. whoever so wins you can actually game. get. So, like we try to do in our in our show, we always try to pit, do matchups that don't really happen. But you I mean you can actually get matched up against the Madrids and the and the Byrons of well, no, this the Madrids of the world, and and actually, but the, you think there there'd be a lot of weight held in that too, like getting to a club world cup and actually like i mean for more often than not teams like madrid are just going to cruise through that but to give the chance to play them oh, i don't yeah, know I think... it's, it's kind of crazy to put them in the same sentence like real madrid versus chivas or real madrid versus toronto i think that's a big reason why chivas has spent so much time and effort in this tournament trying to get trying to win it because they want to go to that club world cup yeah you, I mean... do you agree uh, yeah, like a lot of these, like they're all Me- they're all Mexican players. So, um, and the scouts are watching the Club World Cup. They want to find these like players, and I think just to get those eyes on you is a is a big motivation. You know, you get 
picked up by a European team, make more money. And I think even for our coach, who is like, whose contract is kind of like in a weird spot right now, I think even he could like get some eyes on him and get some jobs after the Club World Cup if we were to make it. Yeah, it's it's a super interesting thing from that perspective because, like, I mean, you know, Aaron's a fan and I'm a, I'm a Milan fan. So, like, for us, so like, the Club World Cup's like, oh, it's just another tournament um, that they just have – you just kind of have to participate in. I, I mean, I've seen Milan play, like, I think River and Boca. And, but, like, from a Chivas fan's perspective, it's like uh, just what it means is is, is is so crazy. Like, it's, it's, it's a – you just switch it. You're like, it really is something meaningful. Oh yeah, like um, I think a year or two ago, it was um, it was actually America versus Real Madrid, uh-huh. and um, we say it a lot on this podcast. And there's there's like right now there's like this league camaraderie. It's like if we if Chivas wins, it's like oh Liga MX won. It's not Chivas won, and we're like nah, miss us with that because <laughs> right now it's Chivas versus the world. And um, <laughs> say when America was playing uh, Real Madrid, oh I wanted Real Madrid to to wash them like yeah 7-0 I... 9-0 I was like nah miss me with that league camaraderie right now because you're not really rooting for us <laughs> I mean for me it's like it, I, don't know, I do not like Juve Aaron knows that I despise Juve I despise everything they stand for but if it's Champions League I'm gonna root for them because I feel like I'm rooting for Italy so I, I always find that interesting as well it's like the league camaraderie and versus just like you're are, are you sticking to your guns with your your normal instincts of like the rivalries that you're you're used to like i'm supposed to hate juve with a passion but i i was sad when they got you know knocked out but uh <laughs> um yeah one thing on the list whoa whoa i didn't sign that thing man. <laughs> rigo forgot to forward that email out sorry aaron <laughs> plus i think I think we all just hate Real Madrid, and like, yes. <laughs> like they just—they just really easy to hate. And nah. America's the same way. Barcelona's easy to hate too. I hate—I hate Barcelona. Yeah, I hate no, Barcelona. Clearly, this me, podcast is not on the same page. Let me go. Let me go put on my Real Madrid kit. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> but I—I I do feel like Toronto. Like MLS and Toronto have taken the, the the steps that are necessary to try and win this cup this season. Do you guys feel like, like MLS has placed extra like an emphasis on the tournament to to make it more important and and, and to make Liga MX teams you know stand up and pay attention? Breaking it, breaking up. No, um, just you're asking, um, Aaron and Frank. Frank, and, Frank yeah. yeah. I know what you guys think. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't hear what he said. Oh, damn it! No, I was just saying how, <laughs> like, MLS has placed has placed, you know, a lot of emphasis on this cup. The MLS teams. Like, you know, they've given teams uh, weeks off. Uh, they gave both, they, they gave both, I believe, uh, Toronto and, was it Red Bulls? They gave them a weekend off to, to, to not play and train 
do you think that they are placing extra emphasis on this tournament kind of to say, you know, we are here now, you know, take us serious? Yeah, I, I absolutely think so. I think it's at the point where MLS uh, feels where that they've gotten strong enough and should be taken seriously. And I think they realize that to be taken seriously, they can't just say they're a good league. They have to beat good leagues. Uh, and Liga MAX is a established and strong league. And to beat, to call yourself a good team, you have to beat good teams. <laughs> so I think MLS realizes that. And I think those teams are, are placing an emphasis on CONCACAF Champions League and trying to actually do well in the tournament because that's where you prove it. Yeah, I totally agree, and it's and it's it's kind of the same with with the kind of players you're trying to attack. I mean, attract to the league. Um, this is just part of that, right? Is is like not only are you trying to to sort of conquer in the transfer market and kind of show that you can you have some sort of firepower in terms of bringing people over, but it's also literally having firepower on the pitch as well and and actually competing. So this is all part of that. It's all part of the process of, of just trying to get recognition and, and, and get out there. And it comes with signing players, and it comes with actually performing on the field. So slowly but surely, simultaneously doing both. Yeah. And what I, what I found interesting is I went on to the, the Reddit, and, which can be crazy at times, but the, it seemed like MLS fans in general were very invested in Toronto, it, it, it seemed like t- just MLS fans in general of, you know, of other clubs were more upset at the result of the first leg than actual Toronto mm-hmm. fans. Um, and you, they were, like, overreacting like crazy. You, you would think that, you know, it was the U.S. men's national team missing the World Cup again or something, the way they were reacting. Um, you know, they were going I think crazy. that is, like, a part of it, though. Like, a lot, a lot of American fans are really, really invested in the clubs now because there was that big of a failure on the national team side. So, like, yeah. this is the only thing they really have the root for. Yeah, and they th- I think maybe they think this is a step forward, maybe. Because, you know, a lot of these MLS teams, they do have a lot of American players, obviously. So they, they kind of look at it as cheering for the U.S. men's national team since they can't really cheer for them in the World Cup, it seems like. Yeah, we even we even felt that, like, here in our in our Copa 90 U.S. office, you kind of, you, I don't think they're, it's like kind of half and half. Like, half of us actually really do support MLS clubs. Some of us... We aren't like diehards, right? Like Aaron and I aren't like here waving a flag for any MLS team, but we're like we're taking notice and we're kind of we're just really interested and we're all. I mean, you can kind of see the office like rooting collectively for whether they're on the the side of League MX or MLS. There is some sort of interest there for sure. Shouts to Pat, who's a big Chivas fan. Oh, the biggest, <laughs> yeah, the absolute biggest for sure. I, I think, yeah. This ahead, at least in this at least in at least in the financial district, as far as rosters <laughs> are, as far as the fan, yeah. I would go as far as to say Pat might be the biggest fan of all our WeWork. Oh, whoa! He <laughs> might be. Yo, you guys should have seen him at 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 the game. He was going crazy. He knew all the chants. He knew all the. I I didn't even know all the chants, and he knew all the chants. He's a special one. Absolutely. Yes. So, 
all that being said, what do you guys think? I mean, are you guys are you guys going to watch the game? What do you, you guys? Now that you guys have a little bit of a vested interest, because you guys on with you know the biggest podcast in the world. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, absolutely. I, I from an outside perspective, I mean, before I never really like did the whole pinning against Liga Mekis Mekis versus MLS, or it, it, not even it doesn't have to be that, but these past couple years it's it's i'm taking notice and it it is interesting i'll look at the scores now like i never used to do that at all for either league to be completely honest you know because i just focused on europe um but no i actually definitely do want to watch and i do want to see this outcome because i want to see either if if mls can walk the walk and i want to see if Chivas can kind of vindicate their process i'm still so fascinated by the fact that they only sign mexican players and like they they build youth. I, I was it like six out of eleven of their players from the last game was all youth players. Like that's incredible, and I, I kind of love both aspects of that. Like seeing MLS's plan come to fruition, and then seeing if this sort of old school nationalistic approach can work. So I'm I'm just for me, it's fascinating. Yeah, unfortunately, I I have, which is like I can't. It's a weird thing to say. I have, I have like a movie screening to go to. Uh, Avengers? So, uh, no, no, no. It's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a soccer film. Hollywood but, uh, West. No, unfortunately, I'm back on the, the East Coast. So I'm Broadway West now. <laughs> uh, it, it's cold on this side. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I will miss it. I actually... I, I think I don't know how long the film is, so I might be able to catch like the second half of the match. But I will miss the first half for sure. You know, my guy's gonna be checking Twitter anyway. He can he can peek the score. You know what it is. You'll see you'll see me going ham on there. <laughs> but uh, any predictions, guys? Do you guys think? Like, I mean, you know, you know what Javinko can do. <laughs> I think two one Toronto. Damn oh, so that would be a, well. That would mean penalty. 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 Yeah. Penalties, penalties, yeah. I think wow. it still goes on. Uh, I think two still goes through though. You know, I found it interesting. I was reading a lot of Toronto fans' perspectives, and they all seem to not want it to go to penalties. So, have they like lost a lot of penalty shootouts in recent years or something? Oh, they lost the final to Seattle, right? In penalties. Two years ago or something like that? Two years yeah. ago. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's correct. I, I wouldn't want to go to – I mean, are you guys confident in penalties? I would – No. Never, I ever want to go. Ever. I don't think I think Kota stop a penalty ever, so I don't want a penalty shootout. <laughs> My stomach is churning right now. The <laughs> Just of thinking it. about I'm it, yeah. <laughs> Even yeah the, the word makes me nauseous. Good That's God. the thing about, like, shootouts. Like, I, I know some people that are like, oh, as a neutral fan, I love shootouts. And I'm like – even as a neutral fan, my stomach is just like, ah, like. <laughs> you always pick a side, even as a neutral yeah. fan. Like, you mm-hmm. always pick a side. Yo, they were they were filming the, we were doing the Copa 90 uh, US live show that uh, Heath and Aaron run, and I'm out here watching Lazio, we're all, the rest of us are out here watching Lazio, Milan, Copa Italia, and the PK shootout. Everyone's just completely invested <laughs> in it. I'm the only one that actually, you know, gives gives a crap. And like everyone is just enamored by this PK thing, and my and my stomach is churning. I'm gonna, I want to vomit. Aaron had no idea; he was inside, just on the live show. 
But never, no, never in a million years do I want a PK shootout. No, I, I hate, I hate them. I hate, I hated them as a player. I hate them as a neutral. I definitely hate them when my team is involved. But I just like it's too. I, I hate it in general. They're just bad and they're stressful. I've taken yeah. one my whole well, only one in my whole life, and it was the most nerve wracking thing I've ever done. <laughs> I'll take I'll take all the free kicks you want, but I will not I take used, like, pee. I used to take penalties, and I don't like hate them. I don't. I didn't hate or don't hate taking them, but I just shootouts are just it's just awful. I've never <laughs> missed one in a shootout. Thank God, knock on wood. But it's just a, the most stressful thing in the world. Yeah, I think I just don't want anybody to go up there and shoot penalties like Pele from Italy. <laughs> What was that a couple years ago? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you mean Zaza? Uh, Zaza, that, yeah. Zaza yeah. Right. Okay, that was part of the thing we weren't supposed to talk about. <laughs> hey, oh my god, that, that's the thing, right? I was just gonna say, do you really want it to even come to that? It's not. A, how do you? You can't decide who wins that way. Like that was the worst PK I've ever seen. That's <laughs> uh, up there, but um. Yeah, it's just not a good way to decide a match, in my opinion, at all. And that would suck. I mean, it'd be exciting, but also suck. It's like, okay, it was Liga Mekis versus MLS. Yeah. Decide the winner, but it goes to PKs. Like, come on. It's just a, a shitty way to lose. Yeah. I mean, Battle if you win it, it you don't care. You're like, whatever. We won. Oh, you'll take it. Were <laughs> you kidding me? But, when Zidane headbutted Monterazzi, I took that. <laughs> but if you lose, it's like the shittiest way to lose. Yeah. For sure. And by the way, that's a Dan PK in that match is still to me the greatest penalty kick ever taken. In a losing effort? In the, I mean, in a, it doesn't matter. I just think like, <laughs> it, like hitting it off the crossbar, like what was it, a Panenka? Like that was just amazing. And then, and then obviously, I really yeah, yeah. had paid off the ref to you know give him a red card and. No, we're, talk, we're, talking about, we're talking about Italy, not Juve. We're talking about Italy. Wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shots are just flying everywhere. <sighs> Don't catch us, so much pain and sadness. You're getting us back for doing the No Head Up and Now episode. That's what it is. <laughs> oh. um, we all think we're going we're gonna to win, right, guys? Yeah. We're all, we're all confident. Yeah, if anything, I think 1-1, one, one. but we're going, I think we're going to win. Even 1-0, right? You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. we lose 1-0, but I don't want to lose. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to lose. I'd rather win. <laughs> lose than win? That yeah, is rather, interesting, I, the two-legged final. It's, it's, uh, you it's know, unique. That's, that's actually that's a pretty unique take. Most people I know don't like winning. Yeah. <laughs> Rigo. No, I don't want to. Rigo here. <laughs> Rigo here loves to win. He's he's a special person. <laughs> We're different on this podcast. <laughs> no, I do think the two legged pot, the two legged, the two legged podcast, the two legged uh, final, final is weird. Is weird. Yeah, and they should definitely move away from that. I think a Saturday night game one. I think maybe the reason that they don't do it is because if they were to do it on U.S. soil at like a, at, at any arena, mm-hmm. it, it would be pro Mexican, and they they kind of try to avoid that. They would just have it in Columbus every year. That's what I mean, <laughs> they would have to. I mean, I think uh, I think it's also weird that the away goal is in effect for the final. 
that usually goes away. But in this situation, Chivas can lose because they, they have two away goals. It's just weird. I think I think once I think this is like the first year that they've done this particular type of of uh, setup of these rules. These, yeah, they're set up in these rules. So I think they will they're, they're, they will probably tweak it moving forward. Yeah, uh, I, you might not. I mean, especially if it's a if it's a controversial uh, result on Wednesday, you definitely will see some changes. That will come to this tournament, but I, I do think they should move to a one leg to a one legged final at a neutral field on like a Saturday night, like just like Champions League does. Yeah, that'd be cool. Speaking of the Champions League, do you guys want to talk about who you guys got? Hearts or minds? Uh, hearts, because minds we all, everybody. I mean. Yeah, mine's. I think we all think Real Madrid is gonna take it. Yeah, honestly, for me, it's uh, anyone but Real. I'm not a really big Liverpool guy either, so uh, it's it sounds so dumb, but I, I kind of want Bayern to win, <laughs> just because I, I wouldn't bother me as much, I guess. I guess Bayern I was, is the least of all evils for me as well. Yeah, I don't right? have any Bayern hatred. Exactly. Liverpool would be awful because our office is like oh, yeah. and they would be <laughs> insufferable. So I would like them, as much as I like a lot of the Liverpool players, I mean, yeah, I like a lot of their players. I like the way they play. But I would like for them to lose painfully. Yes. Um, <laughs> I... I don't want Real Madrid anything to ever happen to Real Madrid, anything good to ever happen to them again, so obviously. But Roma, like, I don't like Roma either. So I would like <laughs> I would love for Roma to beat Liverpool like ten nothing over two legs. And then like Bayern to beat Real Madrid like twenty four nothing over two legs. And then <laughs> I would love it if like Roma went up like three nil in the first half and then Byron one four three, that would be fantastic. Did you write all that down so we can actually see if that happens? <laughs> we keep we keep t- track okay. on this podcast of all predictions. It. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because we have Rome. I mean, Ed and I both support Serie A, and I'm always going to cheer for the Serie A team. But Roma is like the one team I just don't like. They just rub me the wrong way. Um, but I think in my heart, I wouldn't be mad if they won because that would just mean that Real Madrid or Liverpool didn't win. So. I don't know. Anything to make Serie A. I would. Good. I wouldn't be upset. They're like the, the second least evil. So yeah. I wouldn't be mad if Roma won. But like I said, the scenario I just gave you is ideal. Yeah. Who's the first evil? Real for me. Real. I I want. I I want them to burn. <laughs> uh, so well. I, okay. So going back to the Juve, I know we're not supposed to talk about it, but I don't think it was a penalty kick. Of course it was. I'll right. catch you guys next time, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's right been great. Here. We have. Tired of it. <laughs> I'll get the car. Aaron, I'll get the car. Don't worry. I'll get the car. <laughs> I really no, don't man. think it was a penalty kick. and It's just... That really wasn't what up and out, but... Oh, always back to that. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. For me, uh... It's one of those things like how do you make that call at that time? But if it's if it's a penalty, it's a penalty. The uh, Real Madrid have some weird voodoo, and it scares me, and I hate it, and I'm angry about it. 
Yeah, I don't want to see them. I don't want to see them three peat. No, no, I would vomit. What about uh, what about Europa League guys? <laughs> I don't even know who's in it. Probably Arsenal. Or something. I don't. The care. mighty, the yeah, mighty Arsenal. Atleti, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't see Arsenal beating Atletico over two legs. I think, it's one, I think what Wenger did with Genius, he's like, before I get knocked out of Europa, I'm just going to declare I'm leaving. He's like, you can't fire me because I quit. He knows quit. what he's doing, bro. <laughs> yep. He knows what he's yeah. doing. It's one of those tournaments, if your team's in it and they're playing well, you care, but then as, as soon as they're out, you're like, who? no one watches that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> just exactly what happened to me. So. Yep. <laughs> First I care, then I'm like, ah, no one watches it. So, <laughs> But yeah, yeah I mean, the quality though, Atleti, for sure. Um, I don't know. Well, Anything else you guys want to talk about? Wrap not Westworld because Frank got away for his girlfriend. I, I can't uh, watch it. Yeah. I'm about to watch it as soon as I hang out with y'all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> me too. Damn it. Maybe I will. I don't know. I got to do a video. Frank, don't do it. It's not worth the, the, <laughs> the fight. Do I mean, you could do it just and then act it. like you never It's not worth it the fight, bro. We won't. Uh, we won't tell. We you won't can't tell. Fake, yeah. You can't fake it and they know. Don't do it, Frank. That's there's true. Other things, there's other things to watch, Frank. Thanks, man. Trust me, Frank. Trust me, Frank. A lot of pain in your voice. A lot of knowledge and pain in your voice. Man, <laughs> I appreciate it, though. If she doesn't understand, she's not the one. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll, I will think about it and assess it on my way home. I promise. We promise we won't tell. What's, what's, what's her Twitter handle? <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's my ride. <laughs> well, right, thank, you, thank you guys for joining us. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you guys having us on. Yes, appreciate the love. Uh, loved having you guys on. It was, it was good chatting, chatting with you guys again. It was awesome. Yeah, man. Good to have you. Thanks for coming on. If you guys want to tell the people where they could find you on your social media platforms, um, oh, yes. yeah. you guys plugs, can go plugs, ahead. Plugs. We are yeah. at Copa90US, C-O-P-A-9-0-U-S across all social platforms. Personally, I am A-West, A-Y-Y underscore West, W-E-S-T. That's correct. Copa90US across everything. And... Uh, I'm Francesco, G-O-19, Francesco with a C, not a C-H, across all of them. So I don't tweet as much as Aaron, but whatever. It's there. All right. That is a positive. (laughs) (laughs) No, it is. Yeah. If only Rigo wouldn't tweet as much. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, there has to be an Aaron in every podcast, all right? <laughs> all right. All right, guys. Thanks for jumping on. Um, we'll tweet. We'll at you guys on Twitter when we get the episode up. And uh, let's go Chivas on Wednesday night. Oh, Rigo, are we doing a, are we doing a thing, a watch party or something? No, it's not do a watch party. I watch no? it at home. I can't all do right. that. I can't. I can't. No. Sounds I can't good. do that. <laughs> All right, sorry to disappoint uh, our uh, millions of fans. But, hey. all right, later, guys. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Much Thanks for coming on. Good luck. No problem. Yes. <laughs>